Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, where today we're talking Netrunner, the Euros, and we have an interview with Coop, the tournament organiser. Welcome to the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. I'm Brian Ellis. And I'm Joe Lewin. And today we're talking Netrunner. Yay. Yay. Woo. And other other exclamatory noises. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Euros, uh, specifically Joe's experience at the Euros, the big, uh, big tournament that happened at the beginning of the month. And we also have an interview uh, with Coop, who is the tournament organiser who's going to run us through what it's like to run an event, uh, how we expected the event to pan out, and how uh, any sort of bizarre rule-specific queries you had to deal with at the uh, at the time. So it's quite quite nice for us. We keep having guests at the moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is... it's it's brilliant. Um, it's another really good example of, the, uh, of how even the people that are running this community, essentially, uh, or at least the events within the community, are still happy to engage on this kind of level. Yes, yeah, it's nice. It also means I have to do less work and have more time to play Netrunner, which is always good. Yes, so for those of you who are following us for our kind of newbie angle on the Netrunner scene, this is the first time any of us have taken part in what they call a premiere event. There are three different types of event, aren't there, Joe? Yeah, there are. Um, So FFG break down their different events into three tiers. Uh, you have relaxed, formal, and premier. Uh, relaxed events are basically everything up to the store championship level. Um, from their uh, documentation, the focus on in a relaxed event is creating a fun and friendly environment. A formal event are used for regional championships, and they are focused on a friendly, competitive environment. Whereas a premier event... Uh, you're expected to know everything and not really have to like go, how does this card work or any of that rubbish? And the focus on for that is on a competitive and fair environment. So you didn't have to be friendly over that weekend? No, no. It was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, the, the focus is on making uh, running an event that is the, the most competitive this game gets. Um so you're not expected to go, oh, you missed a mixed activation window. Of course you can do a thing, um, sadly. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, it, it it regardless of it, not you not having to be friendly, I felt everybody was because, again, it's still the same community. Everyone is lovely. Yes. I mean, yeah, well, there were people there that we knew, lots of people there that we didn't know um, as well. Uh, how many people were taking part? Uh, it was 200 odd. Um, cool. cool. This is a little bit further on. Uh, we, I do have an exact number in the interview later. Excellent. So it's about, it's about 200 people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of cards. It's a lot of cards. It's a lot of cards. Um, did you ever? Did you pick up anyone's deck and walk off with it? No, no. That's the um, kind of thing I would do in confusion. No, I made sure I had brand new sleeves so I knew what what my bits were. Are those the ones with your face on the back giving a thumbs up? No, I got them afterwards. We should we should get proper critical twit sleeves made. 
That might be a thing. And then we could be dickheads with t-shirts and special sleeves. See, I'm thinking of binning off the t-shirt and just getting myself a Critical Twits bandana. About Critical Twits bandana? Like yes. some kind of post-apocalyptic... Twat. It could yeah. be like a gang. It could be like a, um, like a cyberpunk gang. Mirror shades and a bandana. Yes. Mirror shades Maybe. with the logo holographically put onto the things. Yeah, I've got an old toaster. I'll crack it open and we can glue a, si- a bit of um, circuit board to the side of your face. Cool. Be quite good. Now, Next year's Euros is going to be amazing. Yes. <laughs> we should... Um, what was that old Nintendo thing that you could wear on your arm? Oh, the power glove? Yeah, you should You should turn up should turn up next year with one of those i do you know what if it wouldn't make me look like a dickhead playing Yu-Gi-Oh, i probably would you could always have a backup Yu-Gi-Oh deck to go and play if things go badly <laughs> just just <laughs> taped onto the power glove yes yeah <laughs> so fittingly uh for the first time one of us has entered a big tournament it was also the first ever euros or european championship it was so it, the event took place at the UK Games Expo, and those of you that have been following have been hearing mine and Aaron's coverage of what was going on at the rest of the expo. We've been interviewing lots and lots of people, talking about board games and role play games, and you were kind of designated our special person, not in a horrible way, to go over to the uh, the competitive uh, gaming side of things and go and go and sort of do that for us. Uh, thank you very much to the UK Games Expo, because we all got press passes, which made us feel incredibly important. Um, although I did have to beg for yours slightly. Yeah, uh, I think the, the I think the gaming side of things isn't really a big pe- press draw. Um, no, no. So I think for them, it's actually quite good that they've had a little bit of exposure on that side. So hopefully yes. they will agree with us and give us the same thing next year. Yes, it was very nice of them, so thank you very much. Okay, so... Big, big tournament then, Joe. Yeah. We're, we'll go through a little bit of uh, of how it went for you, and we'll save the uh, the interview with uh, with Coop uh, for the end, hopefully to give it a bit of context um, and make some of the things he'll be talking about um, a little make a little bit more sense. How does the the tournament itself actually work for those people that weren't there or don't know don't know how something with two hundred people like do you have to play one hundred ninety nine games in Netrunner? Uh, no, sadly not. Um, I think I'd have quite enjoyed that. I'm, I'd have died, but it would have been fun. Still um, be there now, I think. Yeah, <laughs> probably. So my uh, my initial thing was going, right, okay, cool. I've got my printed deck lists. And so I arrived and they went, right, we're doing the deck lists. You need to go and hand them in. So I joined a queue. Yes, not now had to deck queue for a, are, for a tournament before. This was interesting. Deck lists are important, aren't they? In, they uh, are. In a premier level event and above. Yep. You have to provide a printed deck list, which is slightly no, different. To... No, you do not no. have to provide a printed deck list. You do or have... a written deck list. Well, I got an... this. This was the my, my probably one of my very few irritations of the entire day. Um, oh, we're starting. We're starting. And, we're starting and actually, stuff. I really should have mentioned this during the interview and called Coop out on it because it was his decision. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So I, I wrote up my deck list. I copy. I couldn't get. Uh, I couldn't edit the PDF. Um, on your computer because I sat there doing it on your laptop. Yes. Um, so I went right. That's fine. I'll just copy the table and write everything out exactly in the same layout. So when I turned up with that, and they went, "Have you got your deck list?" And I went, "Yes. Look, I've got two copies of this." And they went, "Oh, we need to make sure that's okay because it's not on the exact fancy flight tournament thing." I was like, "No, but I've copied the tables, so it's literally there's only a couple of bits of information that aren't on there." And they went, "Right, mm. okay." 
then they went and asked Coop. Um, they went, no, it's not on the official thing. You have to sit and rewrite it. Here's a biro. Oh. So I left the queue. I it wrote out have... my deck list by hand, <laughs> and I went it, back in the queue. It could have been worse, though. If you, uh, if, if viewers want to click across to our last episode of uh, Critical Twits Does Netrunner, uh, yeah. you'll find that, that deck lists really are important. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, bless them. Uh, one of the guys that run Last Click did, because uh, obviously you need to be specific uh, when you're writing out your deck list, so... Yeah, you can't have three three of that card. What does this? No, so um, like before, everyone would just write three times levy, and everyone would go, "That's fine." Levy AR access. Everyone knows that. Yeah. There is now a second card with levy in the title, so you'd have to specifically state which one you're using. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can't just write Eli anymore. You have to write Eli 1.0 or 2.0 because there are two Eli cards currently in rotation. It, it's, uh, it's difficult when kids grow up. It causes problems. It does, um, especially when it causes you a game loss, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, I, didn't, so much I didn't have any of those. Than, yeah. Much stricter than the lower levels that we're, we're kind of used to maybe poking around at. Yeah, where well, you just turn up and everyone just kind of plays games. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is the level where obviously I don't think this happened here, um, but I read online um, if if you're playing like like we have before and someone accidentally walks off with one of your agendas, yes. Um, if they do that accidentally and you get your your deck is checked in the next game and that agenda is missing, you lose that game. Ooh. So you so you, you really need to, need to check. Be- yeah, massively paying attention to everything. Um, Count the number of cards in your deck at the end of the game. Yeah, but uh, no, it, it, I mean, I I think it's good um, for someone that likes the competitive environment. I think it was run well, uh, and I wouldn't I wouldn't ever sort of begrudge that level of scrutiny because I think it's necessary at the high end. Yeah, what what are the prizes at a Euros? What do you get? The, what uh... loot do you get? The prizes were actually quite... In, uh, so, for um, just participating, uh, everyone got a Euros coin. Everyone cool. got a... Which is actually quite a hefty little metal thing. You've, you've seen, seen my coin. You could bludgeon a vole to death with it. There, Everyone got the coin. Everyone got an alternate art bagat, which is actually quite nice. I like the, I like the old art. Um, they were your participation prizes. If you came top sixteen and made it into day three, you got a medal. Nice. Um, the winner got a ticket to Worlds. That's the big prize, isn't it? Oh, a ticket yes. uh, to Worlds. Is that is that a ticket to Worlds? In the sense that they can go and compete. It's an inc- it's a travel package. I found the same thing. It is a you. travel package. Um, so they get taken to somewhere on a different continent to go and play netrunner yes that's quite cool that is pretty good i like that um that that's a proper expensive prize yeah yeah it's good does it uh, cost a lot to to play at the euros uh, it was 18 quid 18 quid that's not too bad on top of any other expenses for your weekend obviously that's, that's quite good you could you can win a trip to america yeah for 18 quid and not bad being, at all. being good at Netrunner. Uh, there's a couple of trophies were available. There were some tokens as well. Uh, that were memory tokens, I believe. Yeah. 
uh, which obviously the the further you get, the better the prizes you got. Um, yes, yeah. Deck boxes That's... are quite good quality ones as well. It's not your, your normal. The card. I like the cardboard ones, but they're not the the best thing ever. No, they're um they're very yeah. much in the sauce. Actually, exact same style and quality, I believe, as the deck box I use anyway. Um, which cost about twenty quid, didn't it? Uh, twenty to thirty, and was worth every penny. So yeah, nice, sturdy, solid thing. Oh yeah, magnetic closing. Yeah, all, all the all the bells and whistles. Like it's it's a good price. Yes, cool. Um, so how exactly then um, do they winnow you down from two hundred fresh-faced hackers, stroke junior executives, uh, to I'm trying to make it thematic and it's not working, um, to the one champion? So we uh, everyone arrives on day one, gets settled down, gets paired up, and play some games. Uh, based, it's standard Swiss for your first first day so people that win will get paired against people that win people that lose will get paired against people that lost yes um, and you are assigned points based on how you've done in each game so each round will play you'll play two games one as runner one as one as corp yeah if you win the game you get three points yeah if you win based on time running out you get two points yeah if you draw you get one point yeah, and if you lose, you get zero. So you can get anything between zero and six points per round. Cool. There's five rounds, and if you got eighteen points, you made it into day two. So that's winning a total of six. Six uh, out of ten. Six out of the ten to get through to the next. Uh, Obviously, the next you can, stage. You might have to win six and a draw if any. If one of your wins was timed, like it's not exactly just win six games. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's anyone with 18 points got through to day two, and then at the end of day two, the top 16 were uh, made the top cut into day three on the Sunday. Yes. So that's quite a lot of net runner if you were uh, if you make it. It is. Because although we've said it's 18 quid, if you're not resident in Birmingham or the surrounding localities, it's quite a long you know it's quite a long weekend. You're going to have to stay, etc., etc. Oh yeah. Were there lots of people travelling? Because it's not just the British Championship; it's not the Nationals anymore. Um, Euros. Did you meet any of our European friends? And as Theresa May would have it, enemies. <laughs> I met uh, quite a few different people. Like um, half of the people. Just trying to think. I played against a couple of uh, Europeans during my uh, games on the first day. Um, I met some of the Americans that had travelled over. Isn't that cheating? A little bit. It's, yeah. But they didn't win, so I think it's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then... did they turn? Did they turn up part way through the second day <laughs> and claim and victory? Claim to have won it for us. Make a film, um, or many yes. films. <laughs> so uh, yeah i mean i i met a couple of people um obviously some of them which have had uh, the interviews with people might have heard uh dan diarginio uh kenny there was uh tristan that was there who is in the country at the moment but is from south africa uh yes there'll be an interview with him coming up in a later episode um we met the guys from Teamwork Cast as well. Oh, I love Teamwork. Oh, they are amazing and they are lovely and they gave us some old art cards and they'd heard of us and it made my day. Do you know what, what really impressed me about Teamwork Cast when we had a little chat? 
What's that? Was they were punning. They're German and they were punning in English better <laughs> than many English people I know. They are fantastic. They they um, had a better grasp of our native language than Colin, who joined us for the uh, the weekend, for instance. So yeah, uh, that that's how the tournament plays out. Um, cool. I sadly only made day one. Um, oh spoilers! I know, I know. <laughs> um, but we can we can run round run through uh, the games I played and everything. To yeah. What so so as someone who had to pretend to be a journalist uh, in order to earn back his thirty pound free ticket, um, I didn't get to uh, I didn't obviously didn't get to to join the event itself, but I did get to help you with your your preparations. Uh, for the event did you do a lot of practice was there a lot of running up and down stairs punching meat um 80s power ballads playing in the background uh, there was but back. it was all online um it was all online yeah running up virtual stairs yes and punching meat damage no, um doesn't. no <laughs> i i didn't do it anywhere near as much practice as i should have um, I didn't play anywhere near as many games in the real world as I should have. I yes. didn't play anywhere near as many games on Jinteki as I should have. Um, yeah, there is as... a definite difference between playing a game looking someone in their cold dead eyes and playing a game on Jinteki and just watching some cards flick around on the there, screen. There is. Um, when they make Jinteki a, uh, a VR experience, yes, it'll be the best thing ever. But um, no, it, I mean, I'm not one that does lots of uh preparation for any important event in my life um, no no so i'm like having just finished university a week beforehand um and kind of rushing the last couple of assignments i kind of didn't leave myself much time to practice no, no. Uh, luckily i did bump into richard hammond online um, who smashed me in a game on Jinteki and then went, yes. "Oh, look! This is that. These are what I'm using. Do you want to, do you want to use the same decks?" And we talked about some different changes and things. And I made changes and got told it was bad, and kind of went, so, "I don't care. I'm doing it anyway." For um, those not in the know, this isn't Richard the Hamster Hammond. Um, this is Richard Hammond, the nice one from Sheffield, who runs the charity gift tournament each year. Yes, which we talked about. Uh, oh, back in November. Yeah, I believe so. As uh, my first experience of organised play, and had a uh, had a great time, and helped raise some money for charity. So he's a lovely guy. He so is... he helped you out a little bit. He did. He did. Um, I'd have probably made very different choice. Well, not very different, but fairly different choices um, without the discussions I had with him. So um, were the, the choices sort of influenced by the overall sort of meta game, the state of Netrunner as it as it stands as a living card game, it's constantly changing. Do you have to be really sort of meta aware when you're going to one of these big events? Yes. Um, you, yeah, if you're going to a big event, you need to be aware of what's going on. Um, right yeah. now, asset spam is king. Um, so you need it's... to have a plan against it. Yeah, these are all the Moons decks, right? With Estelle Moon, who makes Asset Spam even better than it has Basically, ever been before. Yes. Um, and because Rumor Mill is a tier three card now, she's kind of unchecked. So Being she's, unique, yeah. Yeah, so she's pushed a lot of decks into into Overdrive. Um, so that that's a thing that you have to be aware of from the Corp side. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, the CI decks for HB with their many events to trigger quick scores out of hand 
Yes, there's um, a really cool deck that does that called Killer Penguins, which I played against yes. you as part of your practice, which I really enjoyed mostly because it was called Killer Penguins. Um, yeah, so stuff like that's about, again, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think actually could have done really well at the event because yeah. reasons. Um, and then from the runner side of things, I suppose you need to be able to defend against your usual things like account cipher. And I don't think there's any particularly meta-defining runner decks at the moment. There was um, a lot of wizard kicking about again, wasn't it was, there? But because I, it but was a reaction to the spam of yes. assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the corporations kind of defined the meta, I feel. Um, yeah, actually, I think that's. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, the, Wizard, the Wizard is playing hot, is is played a lot, um, probably fifty percent ish, because asset spam is so good, and he's good at clearing assets. Uh, for those who yes. don't know, he gets three credits every turn he can use to trash cards. Yeah, um, so, so it allows him to keep up in the money game, whereas most decks fall behind. Yeah, he can find and kill a Jackson Howard for free every yep. turn if he if he's so inclined. Um, so yeah, he's. He's, that ability is just so good. He's going away in Yay. September or whenever it is. He'll be retired, uh, stroke arrested for crimes against small people. Pretty sure he's just uh, getting shot, but uh, possibly. He, well, possibly. He's, he's on boom, isn't he? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. I got slightly confused. Jackson <laughs> Howard's going away as well. Yay. Yeah. So they're all they're all all these people. They're all being boxed up and thrown in in my cupboard. Yep. All of the actual people just tied up. Oh yeah, in boxes. In boxes, yeah. Uh, so, what did you decide to take, Joe? I took wizard because, yeah. ugh, like, <laughs> it's it's the thing to do in this matter. And as it's much as I, the most competitive choice. Yeah, I don't like him, but it's it's a thing you do. Um, he he looks like a lot of people that I've known in my time as a nerd. Yeah. Um, many of whom I do not like. Exactly. Yeah, that is one of the <laughs> issues I have. Um, but I, just, I don't think he's interesting. Um, it's it's amazing that when he came out, everyone thought he was rubbish for like six months. Really? Um, oh yeah, he was. He was like, oh, this is like the un an unplayable ID. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> little did they know. Uh, years later, he would he would be dominating matters. Yeah, because um, he was the he was the big thing at Worlds, which was back in October, November. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been a big thing for a while now. Because and again, he's still about Worlds NEH was asset spam. So, yeah. Uh, so the corpse side has shifted, but the runners haven't so much. The corp the corpse side has shifted in color, not in tactic, particularly. That's it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I took I took Wizard. Um, I also took a really, really, really nice IG deck using Estelle Moon and is that uh, the the Gintechi one? Yeah, Industrial Genomics. Industrial Genomics. So every card that is faced down in archives increases the trash costs of cards by one. So if you've yes. got three face down cards, Jackson Howard instead of costing three would cost six to trash. Yeah. Um, idea is it pushes wizard out a little bit so he has to be checking archives you throw lots of damaging cards in archives so he gets hit by shocks and stuff like that yeah. um and then you slowly try and murder them uh, yes which which works really well yeah that that deck took a slight hit in the uh, most wanted list 
because Bioethics Association ended up on the uh, on the it, list. It, it did, but but it got Estelle Moon, which is far far better. Yes. Uh, so yeah, yeah, because yeah, she's just stupid good at the moment. Yeah. So you might have one less, maybe, or something, but um, you can find them much much quicker uh, because of her moony goodness. Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, they, I mean, they they are the decks I took. Um, if anyone does want to see the decks, give us a shout and I can show you them. But there's uh, they're basically well, just look at the decks that uh, Richard Hammond has posted up on to Netrunner DB. Yes, just... we'll, we'll pop a link to those. We'll find them and pop a link yep. in the in the comments, not in the comments, in the little bit on YouTube at the top or in the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The bump that accompanies SoundCloud. It's a good technical term. Yes. This is why I got to go and be a member of the press. No words like bump. Oh, yeah! Exciting so, stories. So you didn't do enough practice. I did. You were playing one deck you really liked and one deck you weren't so keen on. Yep. How did it go? Um, it started okay. Did it feel much different to sort of playing in the uh, the smaller events that we've taken part in so far? It was noisier, but no, uh, I didn't feel that much different at all to playing at the store championships or anything else. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I'm I'm someone that's played a national level game at uh, the expo now for three, four years in a row. So. Yeah, you've bounced from game to game. I have. Uh, Played some Dice Masters last year, which we covered on the podcast. And yes. was it Hero Clicks the year before? Uh, uh, the year before that? The year before that was Hero Clicks. Uh, yeah. I think the one in the middle. I, I think I took War Machine, played like a couple of games, and when uh, I can't be asked carrying this box around and I'm not doing well. Oh, I remember that. Yes. So I can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I much prefer playing games where I don't have to carry around a giant box full of heavy models. Yes. So, uh, but yeah. Um, so. Round by round, uh, just to go quickly over what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, round one, I played uh, Mark from the Ice Ice Hedge Fund podcast. Oh, hey guys. Yeah, um, which was cool. And we kind of went, oh, we've heard of each other's thing, um, which was cool. Um, so he was playing Andy uh, or Andromeda from Criminals and Polana from Jinteki. Um this round was a draw. Um, I murdered Andy because House of Knives is really good, um, and he stopped my siphons really early on with Wizard and just scored out behind a thing. While I kind of went, "It's ice," and I wasn't expecting to fight Palana, and I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, being being a noob, Palana Foods is the, is the ID and the deck everyone goes to when they're not really sure what's going on because it's quite stable and doesn't have any terrible matchups. Yeah. So it so, gives you a, a... Every time the runner draws a card... The first time, sorry. Each turn the runner draws a card, gain a credit. Yeah. And you can make the runner draw cards in your turn as well. So you can yes. get kind of two free credits to go. Yeah. And it, it, Sounds I, all right. Sounds all right. It's good. It plays like a glacier a bit um, mm. and just kind of fa just scores out behind ice. And I wasn't really prepared for that because I've not been playing long enough to know about the archetype. So that happened. Um, round two, I was against 
uh, a wizard who um, just kind of died slowly. To be honest, is that a wizard, as in the uh, the ID? Yes, not an yeah. actual wizard, a man with uh, a hat it, and a wand. It wasn't. It wasn't like Gandalf or Saruman or anyone like that. No. Oh, that'd sadly, have been good. That'd sadly. Have been um, so this was uh, Mike Mays that I played. Um, Hi, Mike. So, <clears throat> yeah, wizard, wizard died over time. Um, he had slums, uh, which was a pain, but didn't do enough. Um, we halfway through the game, we realised we've been playing more wrong. Um, Nice. Because more makes you trash a card, and that means hostile infrastructure punches you in the face. Oh, it does. It does. We didn't realise that for a while. But Wizard died anyway. And then yes. then game two against his corp, I was against Polana again. Um, <laughs> There's a theme here. There is, there is. I scored a couple of um, agendas early, but I couldn't keep up enough, and he scored out eventually. Yeah. Sadly. So round three, um, I played against Andy, um, who just died really quickly. Yeah, that's uh, good of her. It's good of her. Yeah, uh, it's D- DLR Andy. Um, oh, it d- deserves it then completely. And this deck hoses DLR Andy, the yes. IG deck. So Long- that was that was cool. Long term listeners will be aware of my hate for DLR. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's quite funny because basically Andy with DLR chucks things into the bin for you face down, increasing yes. the chance that she can't break your stuff. And then you sit there going, cool, well, I'm just going to keep shooting you with bioethics. Yeah. Um, so she hasn't really got much game against the deck at all. And then yeah. uh, the I, other ID was Sync from NBN. Oh, th- throwback to uh, different time. Act- actually, there was a... F- Fuck a ton of sync at Euros. Yeah? Yeah, loads. Loads of sync kill decks. Loads of them. Um, which I didn't expect. Mm. Uh, a couple of them did really well as well. I think the... How, do, how does sync kill you then? Uh, it, it uses breaking news 24-7 and uh, boom. Is that the one I, I was playing briefly? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I quite like that. It's fun. It is. For um, me, not but, for oh, oh my god, so many tags. Because I'm... <laughs> With the wizard deck playing account siphons, you really need to pick your moment to go, ah, bugger it, tag me. Yes. And I... It was it was quite a long game in the end because I was getting tagged and then went, do you know what, bollocks to it, I'm going to take the tags because I, got my, I found my Plascrete. Yeah. And I have my Plascrete and then he trashed my Plascrete. So I deja vu back out my Plascrete. <laughs> and, and it, we it kind of went like that for a little while. I think I had about twenty tags by the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but it was it was literally the can he get rid of my plascrete? Can I deja vu it back out and get it back on the table before I die? Can he recur the booms to keep trying to get rid of it? And it it went in circles for a bit, but eventually he managed to uh, managed to keep me down. Cool. Um, so at the moment I've gone one 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 one. So That's... I'm on. Uh, that's fairly that's fairly consistent. Yeah, I'm on nine points, but I kind of need to pull out a fairly good... Some, I need, something I, good, yeah. I can't carry on like this because I'm not going to win. I'm not going to yeah. get through. So round four against Daryl. Um, Hi, Daryl. Uh, this was a really, really... Because you play 65-minute rounds? Yeah, so at this moment in time, you'd played... 
a hundred, no, two, uh, hang on, 195 minutes of, uh, of Netrunner. Yeah, I mean, I finished a little bit early okay. on some games, but most of us went quite near to time. Um, yeah. So, was there a lunch break in there? Is it uh, is it one game lunch, then four games in a row? No, I think it was two or three games lunch and then a couple more games. Oh, okay. So I, I played against Kate in the first game of this round. Oh. Is this a particular flavour of Kate? Uh, or is this... Yeah, Congress Because this is Daryl. Yes, Congress Kate. Congress Kate. Like sexual Congress Kate? Or... No, no. It has okay. underworld contacts. It has data folding. It has magnum opus, and it kind of just sits there and makes money. Ah, yeah, yeah. So so much money that it was upsetting, because turn four, I managed to res three bioethics and have them sitting there going, ha-ha, I'm going to start doing you damage. Yes. So I yeah, shot like... a bunch of cards out of his hand. Yeah. His turn four, he top decks a bloody feedback filter. <laughs> So he can spend three credits to prevent a net damage. Yeah. Um, so I'm costing him nine credits a turn at this point. Yeah. Just from those three bioethics. With that nine taken away, he's still making a gain of four credits a turn. How's he doing that? Um, he gets three a turn from data folding, three a turn from underworld contacts, and then clicks for eight. Ooh, Okay. So, like, he's he's making stupid money, and my my goal is to kill him. Yes. So at this point, I've scored out my house of knives, all three of them. Yeah. I have scored out a philotic. Okay. So I'm on five points. Yeah. Anything I put down now, I have to advance. Um, and I think I might have had a slight window to try and get that last bit of score, or to push him onto a fetal to drop his money enough but yeah i didn't i didn't identify it in time hoping he'd stop making too much money um but that just got worse and worse and worse and so yeah. in the end it was like a 54 minute game where i decked oh, out oh god yeah <laughs> it was it was ridiculous that's a lot of money yeah so why would you bother being a hacker if you could make that much money i know i know just sitting there mad um, so then I came up against his corp deck, which he was playing CI. Okay. Now we've got about seven minutes to play this game at this point. Yeah. By the time we've swapped decks, shuffled, put our tokens out, maybe about five. Yeah. So um, we we both kind of went, well, let's, we're both going kind of quick. Let's see if either of us can get a timed win. Yeah. Um. Uh, long story short, he he got an ice, put it on HQ. Um, I got a uh, keyhole turn one, and just hammered the crap out of R and D. Yeah. Um, time was called. Uh, the entire game took us four minutes, <laughs> and on my last turn, I managed to steal the remaining points I needed to get eight points. Okay, cool. So you've it got a win. finished day two, so I got a win. In, you in... won a game in four minutes. I did. Um, That's it was impressive. Four four minutes that took about. I think we were playing like thirty second turns because I got yeah. to like turn three or four. Yeah. Um, so we we did quite well then, just both going. Bum, 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 bum. He was just drawing and making money, and I was just trying to keyhole some good stuff out. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was good. So again, I'm four four at this point. So I've got twelve points. I need six points to win to, to get into yes. the next day. Then we have round cool. five. 
after so you've now at this point let me see if my maths can continue played 260 minutes of netrunner yep. in a fairly compressed time period yeah how were so... you feeling going into that last game knowing you had to win both um i didn't feel awful um i, I felt really happy when he flipped his id and it was andy yep so that made me kind of think cool um, yeah, I, I've, killed, I've, for you. I've killed two Andys today. I sh- assume he's playing DLR. This is awesome. I was like, you playing DLR? And he kind of went, mm, maybe. I was like, ah, <laughs> cool. Excellent. Let's let's go. Uh, he wasn't playing DLR, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> he is playing lots of running, Andy. Um, okay, cool. And it was it was a really good game. Uh, he was stealing some stuff. I was scoring some house and knives. You know, it, it went back and forward. I was keeping him quite honest with doing quite a bit of damage to him. Yeah, he seemed quite happy to take and draw up rather than trying to deal with the bioethics. Um, so after a couple of he he killed a couple of I friends them back out, and uh, in the end, um, the the sad end of my netrunner stuff was that I sat there he had four cards in hand i had three unrest bioethics on the field which would take him down to one yep i had a neurally mp in hand which would take him down to zero yep i had i had my mandatory draw and i had jackson on the table as well so you're waiting to see you want you want the um the the jackson sorry in those three cards you want another neurally mp so you've got two clicks left to kill him um cool. so at this point i'm kind of like right cool it's it's kind of all or nothing at this point because the other the other thing is he had six points of agenda scored yeah and had a fetal on his film critic Ooh. so it was okay. a case of i win or i lose this this turn okay um so in a in a so i was like right cool right draw my first card see if it's a neural um it wasn't and then I went, shit, I didn't res my three bioethics. Do you mind if I do it now? And he was like, oh, well, you've seen the card. It might have changed what you thought, blah, 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 blah. I was like, I was going to res them anyway. Like, well, you've missed the window. And yeah. to be fair, it's completely my fault. Yes. Um, yeah. I did miss the window, so I didn't get to res the three bioethics. Um, so I Jackson drew to see what happened, and I found the other Neurally MP. Oh, no. So that should have been a win. Um, should have been a win. I was, I was tired. I missed a, a res window and it was it was sad times um, but you had no one to blame but yourself exactly exactly i mean and this is the thing like in a, in a in team games you can get annoyed if someone else makes mistakes uh, yeah yeah that's why i don't play well with others no um whereas this was right cool i i made a mistake so that was sad but it happens um and then i decided to uh well, we, 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 we played the second game and and he won that because I was kind of disheartened and wasn't really caring at this point. Um, yes. So uh, that was... Um, Did he need to win both to, to yes, go through we, as we well? Yes, we were both in the exact same position of yeah. both needing to win both of our games. Uh, yeah. So rather than kind of going, ha ha, like, screw you, I'm going to try and knock you out as well. Yeah. Um, did this. I did actually manage... This, this was a guy called uh, Valter. Hello, and um, I managed to chat to him briefly at the end of day two, or possibly in day three as well, just to yeah. see how he got on. And I believe he came top thirty something. Nice, well, good for him. 
Um, so I don't feel quite as bad. No, no. <laughs> that that went horribly wrong. Cause that could I have been you. I, I, I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it, that, it, it happens. You're playing a ridiculous amount of Netrunner. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was I was mildly annoyed. Um, I then I, everyone going, how did it go? <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Um, yeah, I I think I heard that story uh, about fourteen times that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so apologies for anyone I cackled at uh, while it was being told. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly finding my own entertainment within the story. Yes. You want to go back and listen to that fourteen times, but just imagine Joe getting sadder and sadder each time he tells the story. <laughs> it was it was it was not my best moment, but these things happen. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, day day two was nice. I got to explore the expo, and then day three I went back and. Did all the, the interviews that you've been yeah, hearing. Yeah, exactly. How, how intense was it? I think that's the thing that, that gets me about... I, I like to play games to have fun. Yeah. So I've always kind of skirted the um, the competitive scene, if you like, um, and haven't really sort of gone gone all in for it in the same way that you have. Was it was it welcoming? Was it friendly? Was it a laugh and a joke type game? Or was it, you know, staring into their eyes, um, wishing horrible things upon their mother when they play that particular card? Every everyone I played was really nice. Um, obviously, apart from round five because he didn't let me do my thing. But <laughs> like, like genuinely though, like because when I said it, he didn't just kind of go like no. It was uh, it he kind of it was that like I'd I'd really like to let you, but I'm not gonna because yeah, yeah. it's an important thing, which is fair. Like I don't like hold absolutely no grudges for that. Um, but it was. Everyone was as friendly as they have been at any other Netrunner event I've been to. Yeah. Uh, I didn't feel any more pressure than I did at the um, charity event or at the store championship we all went to. Yeah. Netrunner people are nice. Everyone wants to enjoy the game. Nobody wants to be a dick. Cool. Um, So while the stakes were a bit higher, I guess, um, I I wasn't looking at this going, I want to win, because I just didn't see that as happening. Yeah. I'd have liked to have made day two, but yeah, a lot of very good people didn't. Yes. So these things happen. Um, sadly, because I was doing other things, I didn't play in the cash refresh event or anything like that, which I would potentially like to do next time. But yeah. there's so much going on at the expo that you can't really do everything. Um, yeah. The cash refresh then is like a, like a side tournament, isn't it? It is, goes yeah. on as the other rounds advance if you've been knocked out it's the kind of thing to go and play if you still want to play more netrunner yeah you can you can still win some stuff it's it's still a good good time uh, yeah i think we should we're, we're probably gonna have a look at cash refresh because with our newbie angle um it'd be quite cool to to have a look at that definitely so finally then joe what are your tips for anyone who's maybe not played in a in a premier event before and is is considering going along uh to something big print out the official deck list sheet cool either write on it or change it and then write then print it out uh because it would seem that that's what they want okay um I mean, to be fair, if they've got two people, which they did all weekend, sat there just looking through decks to make sure everything's legal, they need they need that. If it's if it's standardised, yeah. it's so much easier. Like, if you've got to sit there and look through two hundred decks and make sure that everything's okay, like, yeah, fair play. Um, <coughs> excuse me. 
Uh, other advice would be to the same kind of thing other people have said. You know, like stay stay hydrated. Make sure you eat. Make sure you've got stuff with you that you can eat. Um, yes. Like have have stuff in your bag. Don't just have chocolate bars because you'll get a sugar rush, which will be great, and then you'll crash and, and you'll lose horribly. Yeah. Um, but like I took flapjacks with me because they're easy, slow release energy, and they're quite nice to just pick up and eat. Yeah. Um, if it's if you've got a break between rounds, have a break. Go stand outside for five minutes. If you smoke, go have a smoke. Like do do whatever makes you feel normal. Yeah, um, and I suppose remember the uh, the timing of the turn structure. Apparently, <laughs> yes. it's quite important. It is. It is a big thing. Um, if it's a premier event, you are expected to know how to play the game. Um, so if you're kind of going, how does this work? You are going to annoy the judges. Uh, there are quite yes. a lot of tips and stuff like this covered in the interview that you guys are about to hear. Excellent. Um, cool. Especially when it comes to rules and that kind of stuff. Um, judge calls and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But from a player point of view, yeah, take take your break, stay hydrated, and try to not get too worked up. Like It's still just a game. Uh, some communities can be really off-putting some communities can be really kind of like hardcore rules lawyery aggressive when it comes to these kind of events um netrunner just isn't like this is some of the top top players in the world playing here mm. and again nobody had a bad experience um some people got annoyed with results and getting knocked out and this kind of thing uh but I genuinely don't think anyone had like a, a a bad time or felt horribly about anything that happened. So just yeah, just relax, have fun, and uh, try and try and do well. Really cool, excellent. So that's a, a nice seeg that you kind of half started there into our interview with Michael Coop. Yes, who was the tournament organizer? So the person in charge, ultimately, of getting the tournament up and running and making sure that it ran smoothly throughout the day. Uh, so giving a slightly different uh, perspective on uh, on high level netrunner play. So yeah, it's that that look behind the curtain. Yes. Or so under the, or under the nets or under the works. nets inside the ram. You can tell. Quite I do. volatile. Um... Uh, <laughs> cool. So yeah, over to that. Okay, guys, uh, I am here with uh, Michael Coop, which I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yep. Um, who organised the Euros competition. So, yes. were you doing this on your own? Um, we were dragged in by uh, FFG because we'd done the, uh, the nationals um, and a few regionals a few years back. Um, generally, just I, I stick around with it and they've not found anyone to do a better job. So they just keep calling me back in. Um, and generally, I just said, yeah, sure. Euros sounds good to me. Nice stuff up. Obviously, they haven't paid for the uh, trip to Minnesota yet, um, <laughs> but I can always hope. And yeah, so just stick around doing, uh, doing Euros and it's been an absolute blast three cool. days i will hopefully remember at some point <laughs> oh i know how that feels um sleep deprivation yes so how long did it take you to organize or how long did you get to organize it um i was told about it in um oh pretty much spring i think it was um and it was generally just here is a team of people now these team of people you know i've, I've worked with them before um you know steve westwell peter hopkins just absolute legends and ben wicks joining us this year was just brilliant um 
you know, it's the fact that we, we are good at what we do. We are efficient and we get to the point. And I think it's the fact that our aim by the end of that is to be a place to have a lovely time, uh, to have made the most out of it, but also to have, have a fair time as well. The fact that they can go away thinking, you know what? I did everything I could. You know, no one was dodgy and I just played the best that I could and I had a great time doing it. Um, and of course, get to meet the awesome people in the Netrunner community as well. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I, I didn't quite come away with that feeling, um, but that's purely because I'm an idiot and oh. managed to mess up on Friday. Um, but we won't oh, go into come? that story now because I'm sure it'll have been All told right. already on this podcast. Um, just miss, missing a res window at the beginning of a turn. Stupid, Ooh. stupid mistakes. Um, but I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a high-level competitive player in Netrunner yet, so next year. <laughs> hey, there's still time. Exactly. Um, cool. So how many people turned up and played in the end? Uh, it would have been 224 that turned up. That, that is a monumental number. I think we once got about near 200, I think, at one of the nationals. Uh, oh. But that was, that was just unprecedented. And then, of course, the worry is, is that there's four English blokes having a chat with someone who's from, you know, the Netherlands and Germany and France. And just thinking, oh, brilliant. Please let there be no language related barriers here. Oh, well, I, I mean, I had this conversation beforehand saying how actually um, I had a brief moment of going, oh, God, what if that? What if that's a thing? And then thought to myself, actually, you know, it's 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 Netrunner. Everyone knows what the cards do. Yeah. So even if the entire game is pointing and pointing and and other gestures and such, it should be fine. Yeah, I mean the look of absolute disgust when you see a snare on the top of R and D is universal in any language. So uh... <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, uh. I mean, talking about the the participation, who's turned up for this? Um, mm. Looking through the Netrunner Dorks thing, there's a, a post that was I don't know if you've seen, checking uh, how many nationalities were at. Euros? Yeah, I think I had a brief look at that. I mean, I, I couldn't remember the exact number. Um, um, I mean, I've got it up here. So there was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20 22 nationalities turned up. Good grief. I mean, that's almost like a world. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's mad. Um, I mean, I suppose Euros is probably slightly better situated for a lot of them. Mm. Um, but... All, all in all, it's, I mean, it's a fantastic turnout, and I mean, you guys oh, yeah. organising should be so happy with yourselves because of it all. Oh well, thanks very much for that. I mean, I, I think we've, uh, I think we've done an absolutely cracking, uh, cracking tournament, really. I mean, just getting the players sat down, getting everyone moving nicely with the pace. Um, you know, everyone generally understood what was going on, uh, apart from the fact that if I got a pound for every time I heard, so uh, when do we have to turn up tomorrow? <laughs> um, I probably would have retired to the Cayman Islands by now. <laughs> cool, but that—that—that's that's players for you. I mean, you know, you, yeah, you, yeah. you, you do what you can. <laughs> like I, said, I think I asked you a couple of times when's the next round starting, so I could uh, run off and vape for a bit. But that's uh, ah, fine. I suppose it's part of it, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. Um. So, I mean, yeah. Apart from there was a minor root. Well, I say minor. There was a ruling controversy that went on um uh, which, which one <laughs> oh, oh. which one i see i've i've seen the the abt ruling oh um, abt yeah so, okay um, so yeah, yeah go on feel free abt is the accelerated beta test yeah accelerated beta test so when they score they can look at the top three cards 
Um, if any of them are ice, they may choose to install them, res them without paying any costs, trash all of the cards. Uh, trust me, after, after the last four days, I've now memorized that card inside yeah. out and upside down. And there'll be someone on your podcast going, oh, he's gotten the wording wrong. Ah, well, uh, well, but, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, either way. Um, I mean, when it comes to things like judging Netrunner or judging any other card game, you've got a whole range of rules available to you. I mean, oh, yes. there's, there's one on the thing of, why have you called me over? This is a complete waste of my time. Someone has obviously got the ruling wrong all the way over to, oh, wow, this is now like a match-loss disqualification thing. So you kind of have the whole spectrum of things to think about and do. Um, I think in the end, um, the thing we settled for was obviously just shuffling it back in and firing it again. Yeah. And I'd put my thing on Netrunner, on Netrunner Dogs, and basically here's, here's the reason why, and you know that would be fine. Um, I think, to be honest, looking back on hindsight and the ruling, it was an okay ruling. It was the fact that, all right, fine, I get what you're trying to do. Um, but I think, to be honest, I think we've all agreed and the judging network has agreed that we're pretty much going to stick with if you reveal an ABT, well, weren't you a bit of a Muppet? Time to uh, time to just yeah. face the fact that you've shown them three lovely cards that they may or may not want to access now from your uh, from your archive. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, really... it's a court mistake that punishes the corp, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. So it, it's, uh, not, it's not the end of yeah. the world. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not the end of the world, but, uh, you know, I think the ruling that was made was kind of, well, yeah, I can see that there's going to be someone who's a bit disgruntled if he top decks three ice, but I'm thinking, well, oh, I think it was, no one knew the information, it was misfired, and I think, to be honest, in any other situation, we, we would have just fired it again, but at least now we've got a ruling going into the future, if you reveal an ABT, weren't you a bit of a Muppet, time to, uh, time to just put those back in, back in the look bit of only that you can see them, and... Uh, pray that there's nothing there too damaging yeah um i mean for for anyone that is interested um i'd recommend mm. joining the netrunner dorks facebook group anyway um but there is a lovely description uh, write-up of exactly how the what the ruling was and how they came to it on there so if you are interested in further stuff go and have a check mm. um yeah absolutely but i mean just just from that point of view the fact that you've you followed it up and you've explained to the community and it's one of those things that i think netrunner does very very well Mm. everyone kind of comes together and talks about everything and it's all very open yeah which is which I is lovely fact, yeah i mean it's great i mean it's the fact that we all have this deep love of, of, a, of a dystopian card game uh that's asymmetrical and we can all agree that it is it is awesome so now we've got that caveat out of the way it's the fact that it's generally how you play it and who you are i mean i i've been uh, was it now four or five years since it came out God. yeah about that yep yep good now i feel really old as a judge um but yeah i think it's the fact that you know we all ag agree and appreciate each other there's been very few as far as i know i mean feel free someone will probably come and go oh well what about this of you know personal attacks or you know flame wars going on um you just you you're just you know we like this card game let's not make it personal here and we move on i mean the community's gone you know we've had women and non-binary events we've had you know like a celebrity gift like a charity event We've had, um, you know, the pro circuit that's a completely non-official by FFG standards, but we just play in it because we love the card game. And I mean, coming out is, you know, there's nice little pods now set up in the north of the UK of cash refresh. And in fact, we're now bringing out a new format to uh, to whet the appetites of the newer players. Yeah, I mean, overall, it is just the, the progress that the community has made off their own backs in a lot of places is amazing. And like you said, having um, such inclusive events being run 
that you you don't really hear about or see in other card games. Um, mm. And like you said, I've I mean I played in the most recent charity gift tournament, uh, which is where I met mm. a few different people. Where I met Richard Hammond, I met uh, Tristan, um, I met Dave Whitaker as well. So there's a few different people mm. like that, and that was a fantastic experience. But from that to Euros, I didn't. I've not seen anyone being like grumpy or arsy about things no, I mean, no obviously people get caught up because they're quite passionate about what they're doing but yeah to the level yeah. that i've seen it in every other competitive game i've played in it just doesn't seem to happen well i mean the thing is i think i think in netrunner especially i think it's one of the the aims of kind of you know starting it and nursing it to regionals and nursing it to nationals and now we're at the euro you know the euro stage um is the, is the fact that you can actually you know control who what do I put it this way? It's not controlling who's in it, but controlling how they behave. And I think it's kind of like an unwritten standard of you behave like an adult. You know, don't throw your toys out the pram. Play it properly, shake your hand and say GG. And then if you want to flame, feel free to do it in the pub. Yeah. But against your opponent, it, it, there's no place for it. And at one of my tournaments, there'd be no place for someone kicking off and, you know, flipping cards and swearing at other players. It's just, there's no room in it. No, there's not. Yep. I mean, the problem is, though, it doesn't stop people doing it. Um, yes. And even if it was going to be handled well, mm. that kind of behaviour can still happen, but it's still not something oh, I've yeah. ever seen in Netrunner. No, um, it's something that I've seen cusps of it once or twice, of players getting slightly irate, but yep. to be honest, they remember where they are, and they're like, okay, right, you know, all right, fine. <sighs> and then, yeah. then they chill out with it. Which That's I think is it. lovely. I think, yeah, I think it's the fact that with Netrunner, there's not actual... How do, how do I put it this way? I know that in a few other card games, there's like cash prizes up for grabs. You can win like thousands. Yes. And I can see players, you know, needing to win this tournament. They've got to get to first. Otherwise, their trip's just not been paid for. But Netrunner's just, we like this card game. Would you like more of this card game? Yeah, okay, fine. So, you know, we'll give you some trips to worlds and buys and whatever we can do to basically help you enjoy this game more. It's, it's, it's the prestige rather than the prize money. Yeah, and it and it's generally got. I'd say your average age range for players is much higher in this than most mm. games, yeah, um, I which I think helps. Mm. Uh, not that there aren't young players that that come in and join in, but I suppose if your average age is quite high, then the example of maturity is going to be quite high, and that will. Uh, I'm to think of a way of not saying rub off on the younger players, but um, <laughs> probably the best phrasing. <laughs> well. Well, this, this 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 podcast got dark very quickly. It, it um, tends to do that. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Eh? Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, it it, it it it. I think you're right. I think it, you know we would like to see some younger players. I think it's great. I think there was a father and son team uh, from Germany who turned up, um, which was lovely. Um, and I think he made it. Actually, made it to the uh, to the top few. Um, it was very high up, really. Um, it was just lovely to see that. Really, the fact that we're now at a stage in Netrunner where it's been going for so long that parents are now starting to bring. Uh, their offspring to the events. I think it's lovely. I mean, I, I mean, could you could you really see like my first netrunner? Like you know, we got like my first Catan and you know my my first um, I don't know my first Catan. What was the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, my first Carcassonne. So can you not see my first netrunner? Oh, all well, the cards are slightly ser- rubberized, so you can chew on them. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just one server, <laughs> just an AI break. It says break through everything. Yeah, yeah, very, very uh, simple uh, maths. <laughs> it, could, it could happen. That would be the next thing. Yeah, we'll, quick, uh... quick pat- patent it before uh, anyone finds it. Yeah. <laughs> but 
heard it here first. Cool. So, um, talk, I mean, talking about then the we've we've talked about the the state of the community and everything. Yeah. Um, something that's obviously on a lot of people's minds whenever changes are happening um, is how the competitive meta is developing. Mm. Now, talking to different people, people seem to have quite different opinions on this. Yep. Um, some people have really enjoyed the meta that was around at Worlds. And for those that aren't aware, that's basically that you played CTM and Wizard or you were less competitive. Mm. Um, so we're talking things like Mumbad kind of stuff and a bit of Flashpoint. Yeah, uh, that goes slightly over yep. my head. For, I know roughly what you're talking about. So, so, so things like um, things like you know, boom kind of meta, yeah. and uh, you know, getting Omar in, Mister Mister, I'm going to drop some strength of icebreakers because I feel like it. Yep. Isn't that null, not Omar? Yeah, you got it, Mary. Right? Yep, there we go. <laughs> yes! Well, well, this was Winning. this was lovely. This was a great <laughs> podcast. Uh, so glad that I've made the first mistake here. Yep. <laughs> well done. It's fine. <laughs> To be uh, honest, I know it because I quite like playing Null. It's the, oh. it's the only Anarch I enjoy. Oh, 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 oh! Not, not Max. Not, not uh, fan Max of the. Max is okay. Um, but I don't like seeing my things go in the bin. I, Best thing like, to see them in the bin. You can't draw them there. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I like that. I just it makes me as a again slightly newer player it makes me a little bit uneasy to be honest not playing criminal makes me feel a little bit uneasy because I'm out of my comfort yeah. zone but oh yeah I mean I mean I've I've I, I basically started running again because I'm a, I'm a big court player like I, I will court for the world but if you ask me to run I start getting the shakes drawing five cards sweating <laughs> um, and in the end finally I had to go to Dave Hoyle and look you, you've got to tell me how to run again I can't do this it's just it's just too much stress and he says what are you playing I said data leak reversal and data leak reversal, all you do is you sit there on the other side of the table and you just go, just say, look, tell the court to mill cards, just yep. put cards in the bin until they have no cards left and you're smiling at the end. Um, and then I said, he's just going to tell me how to run again. So after a bit of a brief coaching session on criminal, I can finally remember how to run. So I then went back to Anarch DLR, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh. as, as a fan of DLR, I mean, I like DLR decks. Um, hmm. I, think I think it's a nice change of pace. Um, yeah. to change what you're doing um, but you know I don't mind asset spam either I think it's a perfectly acceptable way of doing the game differently mm. so we're, to we're, we're talking things like so So at, at Euros there's quite a lot of HB decks yep. that were running quite a lot of assets and I guess the, the prized asset is Estelle Moon oh it is oh, I think I, I think, and here, here's my prediction and I'll be wrong and I will paint my face red and walk about town wearing a funny hat I think and that's going to be. Can we have that as an exclusive on the channel if this happens? Yeah, exclusive yeah. on the channel. I will paint my face red and walk around wearing a funny hat. Excellent. Um, yeah, here, you heard it first at Nationals, kids. Um, so probably, I'm guessing Estelle Moon's going to go on the MWL. I would expect so. I, I think it's going on there. Now, to be fair, it's not. We're not talking like cipher kind of levels of crackers. We're just no. talking. We're I'd just agree. talking. You know, the fact that <laughs> asset spam was already good. Like, if you have a look at all the cards <laughs> in the set, and you know, for all of your listeners, go and have a look at. You know, some HB asset spam deck and have a look at the winning one from Mike Sheehan. You know, um, it's great. Oh, no, actually, no, Mike Sheehan wasn't playing that. He was playing Sync, wasn't he? Uh, Dan Giorgio. Yeah, go and have a look at Dan's. Go and look at Dan's deck. And all you will find is that all the rest of the cards were already out. It's just Estelle Moon has now come in the deck and now the deck is completely crazy. Yep. Because you can just draw cards and gain money like a nutter for just playing the game. 
So really, I think that card is 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 it's very strong. It, we're talking like Jackson Howard auto includes kind of strong. Yeah, because definitely. it's very difficult to beat. I run an Estelle Moon. Well, I get rid of Estelle Moon and have a load of money. You'll go. Oh, well, there's a really good counter to it, but it's tier three, so. Yeah, well, well what Ruben we Mill shuts it down, but oh, yeah, exactly. But now they've shut down Ruben Mill. Yeah, this is uh, it. I mean, I mean, I, I think Estelle will will hit the most wanted. I would, I would think at a tier one. Yeah. Um, just, just, just to kind of drain the fact that you then you've got daily business shows that players are now thinking, mm, can't run daily business show now. Ugh. Now what do I do? And I think that kind of just getting them to absolutely worry about the fact that their te- deck might be slightly less powerful might make them switch to something else. Sync. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm currently playing Sync Boom at the moment, and crumbs. I shouldn't have mentioned that on the live podcast. So never mind. So yeah, if, if, if I drop Sync on the table, you probably know the fun times that are about to happen. Um, and I think to be honest, I'm I'm so glad Kill Decks have come back now. That that was brilliant. NBN Kill was something that I've missed for some time. Um, because I won my first well, not won uh, top eight at the regionals with my first ever Sea uh, Scorch Earth deck. Oh, cool. And that that was lovely when you just drop C, have a tag, double scorch. Are you playing Plastery? No. Well, good game to you. Yeah. Um, but now for some weird reason they kind of you know Plastery came and then a lot of other like anti-tag decks and they had a lot of money and then Corpse just couldn't do it anymore and NBN had other interesting things to do like fast advancing things. Um, so it's good to see finally an NBN kill deck come back um, and win. It's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've always been a fan of NBN. Um, I've I've never liked that they seem to like. I've been playing this competitively for a year now, so it feels like the entire time I've been playing competitively, Yellow has been king. <laughs> um, uh, and, and I I don't as much as I am what you would refer to as like a, a power gamer. I like playing the powerful things. I like playing mm. the, the top tier meta stuff. Not many of the people I play with locally are like that. Mm. I've, I've not really played much NBN because um, it just is horrible. Uh, yeah. But but this is the thing with the meta now. Um, you're not just looking at a sea of yellow and orange. Mm. You've got people playing good shaper decks. I mean, you look at the US Nationals. It was very, very green. Oh. <laughs> I, I think anyone who hasn't seen that video should should watch it. Uh, and try not to try not to think, try not to look at their deck and think, why could I have not built this absolute behemoth of like twenty clicks to do what I felt like? That's just it. Oh. Was that the the winning one? Yeah, that was the winning one where where he's playing game day and it's like, what what what? Why is he playing? Oh wow. Uh, okay. It's the game game day three encores. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a look at that. It is mad. Um, <sighs> for those of you watching on YouTube, there will be a link up to it now. Um, go look at it. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's got some I, I, hard I, counters. But... Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, anyone who actually has a clue of what they're doing and and decides that, uh, I mean, I think you can actually play blackmail against it because I think out of the ashes says you remove it from your heap, and blackmail says, well, you can't remove it from your heap. So deal with deal with that out of the ashes. But uh, blackmail, I mean, that's that's the wrong card. Yeah, but, but no, no, no. Oh no! Sorry, am I saying blackmail or blacklist? You're saying blackmail. Oh, I mean blacklist. Twice. <laughs> Twice. I know that's four mistakes already. I hope people are counting this. Uh... Yeah, we'll have a counter <laughs> going on the on the on the video. Yeah, good. How many mistakes Coop makes? Um, yeah, it's fine. Oh, someone from Netrunner Dogs will probably blast it anyway. 
Uh, <laughs> how many mistakes have you done? Let's count. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think probably with with black blacklist uh, would would just stop it dead. Yeah, I, I I think if you put one, well actually yeah, if you put one blacklist in the court deck, they've not a bad chance. Um, especially if you're holding all the agendas in your hand as well. If you've got all the agendas in your hand, well, you've definitely won. Congratulations, because yeah. unless they're gonna run R and D, see all the cards, and then go, huh, what have you got left? And it's like, well, not a lot, really. Uh, I guess it could kind of equivocate you to death, but I think I'd just be that would be the time when you'd probably burn your Netrunner collection. <sighs> cool. But yeah, I think the Met the Met oh, is yeah, pretty good. Right. I mean, it, it, sorry, that's fine. I think it was better than the Sea of Red anyway, uh, where it was like we're playing IG forty nine decks, which was uh, basically just we're going to net damage you to death. I, I think that's when the meta got a little bit boring and players started switching off. But I think now we've got HB, we've got MBN. I still think Jinteki is very viable. Um, and Wayland obviously has Scorpius, which is still my most hated card of 2017. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, some other netrunner based questions do you have a favorite card it doesn't have to be good it just has to be a card just something that you like something that i like but if i if i said if i could put it in any deck i would and if i could put any card in any deck it would be bernie smile yeah that 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 woman works around the clock for mbn and gets no love for it and it's a shame because i I mean i don't know if you've got a copy of the card there on the net i think it's like you do a trace if successful give them a tag after you know they've they've made a successful run on the server, it's kind of like a bit of an ash card, really. Once they've made a successful run, do something. Um, and if, if if it fails, then you trash Bernie's mind. It's like, well, Bernie's needs to do her job, otherwise she gets fired. And it's like, well, that has to be the most flavorful card in Netrunner going. It's the fact that you either do your job and watch the runner, or get out of the office. Yeah, it's lovely, lovely card. Completely useless, I think nowadays. But if any <laughs> listener would like to try and make a Bernie's my deck, then feel free. That'd be brilliant. Uh, but yeah. Bernie, absolute respect. Should I mean, be played more. It's an interesting one because they need to get into the server because it needs mm. to be successful. Yep. Which means they're probably just going to... I suppose it's really good if you've got um, someone trying to keyhole to you. Mm. you can, she can sit there going, oh, there he is, there he is, there he is. Yep. Any other time, though, they're going to get in, take attack and poke her in the eye and she's going to go away. Yeah, or or they just go right. I'll beat the trace, and you go, oh, fair play. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sunny but, decks just completely laugh at it. I yeah, I I can I can see the reasoning there. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have a favourite ID? Ooh. Um, again, even if it's bad. For example, I absolutely adore Apex. Oh, go on. Yeah. Um, not not in game. <laughs> No. I'd love it to work, um, but I think the theme of it, the idea, the fact that it's some um, malevolent, malevolent AI that's trying to eat all the data, mm. that we're not really sure yet where it's come from, maybe, is is really cool. Yeah. I like that idea, oh, yeah. um, and I'd like to see a few more things like that. Yeah, of just completely sideways games of, I, I'm, it's kind of like Quetzal, really, of kind of, I'm not going to play Netrunner, I'm just going to do something else instead. And uh, keep up if you can. Um, oh, favorite ID. Do you want a corp and a runner one? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, otherwise, you know, it's like which child do I hate more? Um, <laughs> what have I got? Uh, corporation ID, uh, Nizay Division. Like, there is so much jank you can play out of Nizay Division. It's unfunny. So, Nizay Division is, is kind of a, a standard card. 
uh, standard inference, which is just um, whenever you play a side game, you gain a credit. Yeah. And I think that's just absolutely brilliant. I mean, obviously, the Cash Refresh deck I took to Cash Refresh, um, all, all I did was just gain money off that. It was so good because every turn, if I did something, I gained a credit for it. If the runner did something, they'd gain a credit for it. And by the end of it, it was almost as good as ETF of just, well, I'll gain a credit every turn just for doing what I normally do. Awesome. It was brilliant. Yeah, so definitely in the Zay division for the court, that, that needs more love. More, more side games, and I think mind game has really done that one. Runner ID, oh, it's got to be Max. It's so versatile. I mean, I know you don't like things going in the bin, but just the, just the free draw and free looking in the bin. You know, the Conspiracy Breakers, which is kind of like your Black Orchestra, your MK Ultra, um, and your Paperclip, just applaud it. You love it. Yeah, uh, enabling clipless installs is always good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only problem is then is that Scorp really ruins your day by going, oh, that's two cards gone. Well, uh, this one's gone. And uh, yeah, you're very lucky today, aren't you? So, yeah, this, this is true. So I think Max need, Max definitely needs more love. Cool. Um, so some kind of anti-remove from game mechanic. Oh, which one? I don't know. Just some something to stop that being quite so painful for her. Uh, nice. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, blacklist is is well, it's I mean, it usually includes blacklist. Um, unless you fancy, hmm, I really fancy just using the card slot to uh, to get rid of Max or the conspiracy breakers. To be fair, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe some anti remove from game would be nice. I mean, employee strikes a thing which stops Scorp doing its evil evil stuff. It does. Yeah, that's obviously an auto include, I suppose, now for Max, just in case. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Quick, shut them down. Go on strike. <laughs> oh. Oh, so. Um... Mm. As obviously you weren't playing in Euros, mm -hmm. if you were, what would yeah. you have taken? Oh, I can tell you this immediately. Got it. Well, actually, actually, I'll change my. Well, no, I can't change my answer because Earth Scion wasn't legal. Uh, but probably my sync deck. Probably you know fire informant sync. Um, high risk, high reward. Really, is the fact that if they found a plascrete, fine, GG. Can't do anything about this. I'll probably just score out and just pretend to just be an NBM fast advanced deck. Uh, but I think pretty much the, the sync boom decks now are coming into their own. You know, MBN Yellow Kill is back, and it is giving me ass. It's lovely. Uh, as for Runner, God, if I, uh, Max DLR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roll on the Max DLR train uh, <laughs> if that was, if that was possible. I think would I have taken DLR? I think I would take something to run. Because my principle was, it, well, was and still is, is that Netrunner is based of two things, scoring and stealing agendas. Yep. You know, so with my deck, as much as Sync kind of tries to blow them up, I can still score seven points of agendas and still look good while doing it. And I think that's the main thing, is that I'm scoring seven points of agendas. For running, I want a runner who can run. So DLR would be great, but I just want to run. So I think it would probably be either some kind of wizard cutlery deck, if I could find it, um, or basically just play Shaper. Just play a very quick, very nice Shaper. You know, Diaper's great for that, and, and just make all the runs. All the runs all day. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Um, so, um, probably looking at wrapping this up soon. Yep. So, 
for for our other non-netrunner listeners that might be listening at this point, do you have mm-hmm. a favourite or a couple of favourite uh, top three, if you like, board games? What well, then? We'll always, we'll always hit the table. Um, well, I'll try. I'll try and do variety then. Um, okay. In terms of the one that um, I kind of just, if someone said, "Yeah, do you want a game of Eminent Domain?" I'd be like, "Yes." Yeah, put Eminent Domain on the table every time. It's space themed. It has multiple variants of winning strategies. I mean, in the end, I actually emailed Seth Jaffe at one point and went, I'm really bad at Eminem Domain. How do I win this? <laughs> uh, and in the end, he emailed me back going, okay, here's what you need to do. Just stop stop trying to just gain a lot of cards. Start building your little technologies and you'll be fine. Um, and any designer who has five minutes for a player going, I can't win at this. I suck at it is, is definitely a winner in my book. It's got two expansions already. But I think the base game by the end of that, you'll just have so much fun. Um, what else have I got on my shelf? I'm just I'm just staring at this large shelf right now. Um, Seasons is another card-based one, but it's more kind of similar to Magic, but you've only got a limited space on the table. Um, and generally, just playing that, I, I don't think I've ever had a game that's been the same twice. There's a drafting mechanic, there's then card-playing mechanic. You can play your interaction to the moon. Absolutely wonderful. And then I my mean, last one, what is my last one going to be? It's my favourite child all over again. Um, I think, to be honest, it's going to have to be Terra Mystica. And a load of your players will go up in arms going, has he not heard of any of the new stuff that's come out in the last five years? <laughs> but on, honestly, that, that game is just beautiful for what it does. Players are, are nicely interacting with each other, but not in a, there's a, you know, not in a threatening kind of, I'm going to blow up your land way. Uh, you can just get on with your own plan. Nice optimization engine. Just just absolutely sweet game. Uh, but hey, if your listeners say to me, you know, look, Coop, Terra Mystica is not where it's at anymore. This is like Terra Mystica, but far much better. More than happy for any recommendations that you've got. Cool. So, oh, flashing my microphone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you've got any recommendations for Coop, um, post them off on the video. We'll, uh, we'll bombard him with messages, suggestions. Uh, something that I didn't think to ask, actually, which has just yeah. popped into my head. Have you played New Angeles yet? I have played New Angeles. I've had one game. I played as NBN because, of course, why why would anyone play anything but NBN? Oh, yeah. um, seeing as we now own John Hackman, um, just in case the RLC <laughs> guys are listening, we, we now own you. Um, so thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think New Angeles, I think, is really good. I mean, I've played everything apart from Mainframe. Uh, Mainframe seems a bit too abstract to me. Android's great, but, you know, save an afternoon and the headache for that one. And infiltration is just nice and quick. New Angeles, I think, is, is is phenomenal of how tight and how beautiful the game just interacts with each other. It's almost like Battlestar Galactica set in the Android universe. And I don't know how I, I don't know how to describe it more than that, other than I, I now you've mentioned it, I now need to go and find some people to play this game with. <laughs> yeah, we've we've picked it up and we absolutely loved it as well. Um, anything where there's that little bit of intrigue and dealings going on, uh, always a big winner with us. Yeah, um, and generally, yeah. generally just people shouting at other people across the table going, look, if you do this, good things happen. And then someone goes, well, but this, this guy's going to bribe me with something. Like it, I think it's just the epitome of how the corpse would be. All yeah. I'd love to see is just kind of a runner-based game based on, you know, opposite of New Angeles, really, of, of kind of like a bit of resistance, really. I could see that as, right, we're going to do a massive hack on this server. And a couple of MCA informants. Ooh, there you go. That'll make your uh, resistance go a lot long longer. That sounds like a really good idea. 
Something else yep. we need to get on. Quick, My first Netrunner. Yeah. And whatever we're going to call this resistance variant. Yep. Awesome. Uh, hey, that's my server, probably. It's FFP. <laughs> yes. Cool. Um, right. Um, have you got anything else that you would like to say? People you'd like um, to thank? Things. Well, any, any advice for new players getting into the competitive scene from a judge's point of view? Right. Um, in terms of thanks, I mean, just thanks to all my judging guys and any other judging guys, really, that were on the day. I mean, Steve, Pete, and Ben did an absolutely phenomenal job. There's been some very tough rulings, um, especially if you decide to play more. Uh, if you play more, that just makes my life even more harder as well as Scorp. Um, generally, all the players, I think, were really well behaved, um, did what they did, and they did it with such flair and such pizzazz. It was absolutely fantastic. They really were some great players. Um, if you're a new player fancying getting into Netrunner, by all means, pick up a core set. You know, if anyone says, oh, you need this, and then you need all of this, just pick up a core, just play through what you like, and then pick up a deluxe box of whatever, whatever factions you appreciate. Um, and just go and play it. Go and play it with as many people as you can, and, and just love it. And if you want to enter a tournament, just bring whatever you can cobble together. Yeah, just just Google some stuff and bring it bring it down and have a laugh. Because at the end of the day, that's what Netrunner is. It's just having really good fun setting a dystopian universe while trying to make sure you don't get blown up by boom. Um, what I'd say is keep a lookout for cash refresh. Um, that's probably going to be the next major thing over the next year that we're going to try and push out into the community slowly. Um, and it will only be the last two expansions, big box of your choice, one core set. And if you want to play Terminal Directive, then go and borrow someone else's Terminal Directive cards and play that because that's also a very good, uh, very good game. Um, go and play it and go and enter some tournaments and have a laugh and win some prizes um, and just really love the game. And if a judge does arrive at your table, just chill. We're here there to help you. We're not here to shout at anyone. We're not here to you know, make you feel bad. We're just here to try and get what, uh, what the right ruling is and then you can get back to your game and go on a campsite from somebody like five times. Yes, um, and I, th I think that's great advice. I mean, if if you are if you do have that worry of thinking, oh god, there's judges. Am I allowed to call them? Am I not? What do I do? It, it's fine. They're they're nice people. They know not everyone is at the top tier level. Um, mm. I mean, I I sat there because I was playing IG in Euros, and I had a dice marking how many face down cards there were. Yeah. And now I know you're not supposed to use dice to represent things in Netrunner now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but I thought it's not something that, that if the dice falls off and gets knocked, it doesn't matter. The cards are still face down. We can count them again. Yeah. Um, but I had that moment of going, is a judge going to come tell me off because I'm using the dice? And I thought, well, no. if they do, I go, okay, cool. We just have to count that. You know, that's yeah, fine. No, it's fine. They're people I mean, makes... too. They're not, they're not going to yeah. banish you from the tournament or something like an angry wizard. Yeah, if it makes your life easier, then, then feel free to do it. Just don't make notes. Of, you know, you can't have anything written down, but if you yeah. keep track of things on dice, then yeah, absolutely. That's not, you know, that wouldn't be a problem as long as it was something that you could then just, if we said, if it knocked off, you could then just quickly recount it. It'd be fine. Yeah, I, I wouldn't um, advise it for credits or something similar because it yeah. can really break oh, exactly. the flow of the game if it does get knocked over. But Yeah, I mean, the best advice I'd ever say to a new player is really worried about calling over a judge if they're a bit unsure about something. And, you know, don't get me wrong, they might have been, you know, a world champion previously and they think they know all the rules of Netrunner inside out and upside down. They've memorized the FAQ. If you're not sure on something, you just go, I'm a fairly new player. I don't know the ruling. I'd just like to know what it means. I'm going to call over a judge. And then just call them over. 
And if the player starts kicking off and giving you grief, just tell us. And I'm more than happy to go and tell that player off on your behalf. Because that's not what we want in that runner. We want a nice, inclusive community. And if someone's not sure on something, then we'll find out and tell you. Yep. So don't panic. Excellent. No. Right. Well, thank you very much for your time. No, and thanks thank for having you, me. And thank you very much for running such a great tournament. Hey, thanks I for being speak for play. the community. But um, I might be assuming a little bit much, but everyone I've spoken to has enjoyed themselves. Um, Brilliant. So yeah, thank you very much, and hopefully we will. Uh, well, I say we. I'll probably attend a tournament you're at again at some point, and it'll be uh, great to potentially chat to you in the future. Good, it'll be good to see you and uh, any of the listeners there. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you very much to uh, to Coop for the uh, the interview. Thank you very much for taking the time to to talk to us, and hopefully uh, you people listening have learned a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, and how to appease the great gods of Netrunner organised play. Indeed. By not messing up your deck lists, etc., etc. <laughs> or doing things wrong. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much to Coop. And that brings us to an end for this particular episode. As Joe said, we've got a few more interviews uh, uh, lined up with some of the people that were at the Euros. Uh, and that will form our next podcast, which should be coming out in a fortnight's time from when this was published. Yes. So if that sounds interesting to you, then make sure you subscribe so you get a little notification from the internet, all friendly like, just to tell you that it's up and about. And if you also like our coverage of uh, of board games, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, feel free to uh, you know have a look at that kind of stuff as well. Because otherwise, it's all been about Joe today and me and Aaron, our, our hard work. Has been completely unrecognised. That makes me sad. Yay! Is that not a cheering moment? Ah, uh, it could be a cheering moment for you, but um, you know you need to work on your timing. <laughs> uh, on that note, then uh, I've been Brian Ennis, and I've been very sad. He has been very sad, but you, you kind of let it go up until today. It's been a couple of weeks. Everything. No one had asked me for ages. Yes. Uh, but for the 15th and final time we've had joe's sad story um and sometimes i might i might just take a little clip of the recording and then just play it to you i I was just gonna uh if anyone asks, oh how did you do at the corner i'll just hand them a business card and walk away yeah just write the link of this uh (laughs) this particular podcast up Uh, so thank you very much for listening and hopefully we'll uh we'll see you again soon (laughs) 